Welcome to Sketchy Ideas, the live point counterpoint video podcast where we illustrate and debate concepts surrounding leadership, business, personal achievement, and exfiltration in a way that may make you think twice before you implement that new idea you just learned all about on the internet. Hi, I'm Michael Rampola. And I am Brad James. And today it's episode 92 of Sketchy Ideas, which we're calling I'm Back. Now what? how to maximize the post-retreat glow. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Brad? Hey, so we're in May. Uh, we're almost halfway through the second quarter. If you're not running any sort of marketing campaign to automate any sales right now, you're missing out. Do me a favor, if you're struggling with what you need to do, I think you need to find some help with this one because whether it's lead gen, whether it's conversions, whether it's an e-commerce store, whether it's a service business, you probably need some help on this one. So contact my friends over at Cream City Marketing. Uh, email Aaron at creamcitymarketing.com to get some help today. You know, it's you might think it's just uh, fat cat CEOs who are able to step away from their business and take that time that they need to plan for the future. Well, small business owners deserve the same opportunity. And that's why the Idea Collective Retreat is coming up for you. That's going to be happening this November. You'll get a chance to hear from world-class speakers. You'll get a chance to take time away from your business, stay at a four-star resort, and take the time that you deserve to get out of the grind and get into the stuff that really matters. And that's planning for your success now and into the future. It doesn't have to be so hard to run your business. Join a collective of small business owners who are dealing with the same challenges as you and who have found success in their business. And they want to help you find that same success as well. You'll be able to join us coming up in November. For more information, go to smallbizretreat.com. All right. So here we are. We're back. Thanks for joining us again. This is episode 92 in which Brad and Michael explore all of the sketchy ideas related to maximizing the post-retreat glow. When we last spoke to you, we were heading on a retreat, and we had just convinced ourselves that it was a really good idea by telling you all of the reasons that you should also be taking a retreat. I'm, it was mostly self-serving um, so that we could say, you know, this is a really good idea. We, we, I'm not saying we talked ourselves into it because we had already made the, made the call, but... Um, it certainly helped, you know, helped us feel better about taking that weekend away. Would you agree, Brad? Uh, yeah. I mean, candidly, candidly, Michael's like, hey, we're, 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 going, we're going this weekend. We're going to go down to Kansas City. And essentially, up until the time we got in the car, I just went along with it. <laughs> when we were, uh, what, Platteville? Platteville, yeah, give or take. Johnson, yeah. Those of you who don't know, there, there's a picture if you want to know what that is. We, we took a picture of the water tower and the big M for the mining school. Um, uh, basically, at that point, I, I think I finally asked. That's, that's when I finally asked because we were off of our calls by that time. Right. And I said, so what are we doing? <laughs> what exactly are we doing here? Which, which I appreciate your faith in me that I said, we're going. <laughs> And you said, okay. And you're right. Like, I, I should have noticed that you didn't ask a lot of questions. Like, normally you're a, not that you're like a, a fine, 
not that you are not a details person and not that you are, but regardless, I think typically you are the kind of person I would have expected to ask more questions. I guess maybe that's, you, it was and a usually lot. Usually I do. It was a lot. Usually I do ask a lot of questions. So, okay. Do, do I want to know? How do we get what there? What are we not? doing? Yeah. It was, it was like, pick me up. And, it just, and it just we'll shows the level of trust and faith go. I have in you. Let's go with that. Faith, trust. There might be some other words. I don't know. We'll, we'll thesaurus it later. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, expectations would be would be like one that I know there people we go. typically have for me. So that's <laughs> not far off. So okay. So no, what it was good. It was, it was good. good. Explain explain the premise of it though, right? Like, uh, sure, and this absolutely. is hey, this this goes into this goes into the idea collective. So explain what good the connection. premise of this was. Absolutely. And why? So, it yeah. How the heck? So, all right. So let me let me jump to the end. We went and saw the Savannah Bananas play the Kansas City Monarchs in Kansas City uh, two weeks ago Friday. How in the world did that all come to be? Well, at last year's Idea Collective Retreat for Small Business Owners, um, one of our two keynote speakers was Jesse Cole, who is the owner of the Savannah Bananas minor league baseball team. Now, the Savannah Bananas are well known. Um, in fact, CNN covered them as being the most famous baseball team on TikTok because they put on a show. The name of Jesse's company is Fans First Entertainment. And really, everything that they do as a team is about fans first. He came and gave us a great keynote all about marketing. He was live in person uh, in uh, in Lake Geneva. Um, gave us a great keynote, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, we all thought it was great, kept talking about it. And then our the Idea Collective um, host, Pat Miller, said, hey, the Bananas are doing a road trip they're going to be in Kansas City. Basically, other than that, they're down in Georgia, like they're down south. This is the closest they're going to come. We should do a road trip. Who's in? Block of, a block of 50 tickets later, and you know, people from Wisconsin and all over, literally all the way up to Canada, came into and descended on Kansas City for a fun weekend away. Now, we didn't talk business on purpose. It was more that opportunity to be around other people who are on the same journey, but not feeling like we have to talk business or do any goal setting or do any of those kinds of things. So. That's how it came to be. I got some tickets. Brad agreed to uh, to use one of them and, and drive drive <laughs> us down. Um, and yeah, it was it was what was it? Forty eight hours, give or take. I mean, we were we left yeah. Thursday. We got back Saturday. Yeah. So oh, yeah. You know, we'll say fifty six hours. There you go. That's probably closer. Probably yep. closer. Yeah. So it was it was short. It was brief, but I I felt like it had a lot of value because it was this this getting away. It was a getting away, and Brad and I had a lot of, you know, what you call a windshield time to talk about stuff and solve the world's problems. And I think we picked off one or two, which you know feels good. Yeah, and and I think it, if you know me and you know all the stuff that I do, me pulling out fifty six hours to go on a road trip where I don't know where I'm going, if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's like well put. I, yeah, I think. And for me, for me, the why behind it was, hey, Michael and I knew we needed some time together. We knew we needed to plan some things out. Sure. We knew we would enjoy each other's company and, and take the break. We knew we would have some fun. And we knew coming back, we would have uh, some better ideas about how to make things like sketchy ideas 10 times better over the course of this next year. So. Yeah. Sure. And, and I met some new people who evidently think I'm an okay person. So that, that kind of helps. Always and, a win. and I found, I found, 
I found out how, how much everybody else really likes Michael too, which, you know, validates, verifies my feelings. So I'm not wrong. <laughs> Speaking of glow. Thank you, Brad. Same work. So um, back to the show. Point is idea collective. This is the type of stuff they do. This happened because of that. Um, I was invited along as a guest. I am also now a member of that idea collective. Uh, I was prior to that. So it's one of those things where taking short trips like that on a whim, especially if you're busy and you, you feel like you're cycling a lot, which we talked about burnout, churn, all that stuff was beginning to happen. Um, right. Using that as a time to just get away, even, even if it wasn't as productive as we may have initially thought it could have been. Um, we set very realistic expectations. We had very good conversation, thought provoking things. We figured some things out, came back and it was just very different. I think for both of us, um, which causes a whole bunch of, of different perspective moving forward on, on a lot of things we're doing right now. So, uh, that being said, how, how have we decided to take this and move this ball forward? I think is really the question that most people are going, okay, great. So you pick a trip, you saw a cool, you saw a cool baseball team, you know, the Savannah bananas, um, got some souvenirs for your kids. And, uh, now we are moving this thing forward. So what let's, let's talk, Hey, let's actually talk about a couple of the deliverables that we, we actually focused on mm -hmm. and maybe use those as an analogy, because coming back from a trip, you want to make sure like this, you want to make sure that you've got some things. So one big thing, uh, friends, is that we are really working to find ways to ramp up production value of this show. So stay tuned and pay attention, especially if you're coming in live. We're going to begin to do some different things to engage and involve and improve not only the visual and audio and all that stuff, but your experience as a viewer, whether live or listening to the recording um right that was one big thing absolutely that was absolutely do, a big thing do we we um i think we found a uh, a laundry list of potential guests that also mm -hmm. think agreed in in <laughs> at least face to face <laughs> to come to come on the show at least once right yeah, no, which is which is um, a win. I think that's a win. Yeah, yeah. Some of them will have to put out, you know, maybe a, a disclaimer. <laughs> or two. Or two. Uh, and then the last real big thing that we, we did talk about is, Michael and I do a lot of stuff outside of this. And so we um, – worked on a handful of those projects in terms of at least helping to make sure the direction is moving forward correctly. Because uh, even though Michael and I are on here every week, we don't get to see each other face to face all that often because we've got other stuff going on. So we, we worked through some of those other things, right? Yep. I agree. Yep. So I think, all right, we're going to try something here. <laughs> All challenge, right, so I, challenge accepted by Michael. Challenge accepted. Hashtag challenge accepted. Um, there's an idea of I want to talk about how to, so how the retreat 
finishes, the value of a retreat or any kind of getaway like this is, is created before the retreat even happens. Let me pull a quick analogy. Brad, have you ever done, have you ever had a, a table at like an expo booth table at, at some large event? Yes. What is one of the common mistakes that first time expo booth presenters, uh, expo businesses, what's one of the mistakes that first timers make? They don't bring a sign up sheet. Correct. And do they have, do, where do they typically dump all their time and effort into the before, the during, or the after? The during. The experience in the booth, all the stuff that has to go on the tables. Stuff on the they tables. Don't think about the pre or the post. Yeah. Bingo. What's the and that's what I want to talk right? about here. Yeah. Right. So in this case, it's actually an interesting example. Brad and I didn't even really talk about what was going to happen on the trip. What we actually did, now that I'm looking back on it unintentionally, possibly, maybe we're just that good. Um, we really talked about what are the things we want to accomplish on the on the eight hour drive there and the eight hour drive back. Right? We had we yep. had goals going yep. in. Right? Yeah. Yep. And I think that's in, like a successful expo event. You have a plan going in, goals you want to accomplish after, and you design your booth experience and all of your processes to deliver on that intended outcome. Mm -hmm. and, when, and I say this because I've definitely made this mistake too. I've put a ton of time and effort into getting all my stuff together and making sure I got a great oh, space, yeah. right? Multiple people in the booth, right? We got, we, we staff it. And then there's like no follow-up plan. Yep. And maybe hopefully I got a, yep. you know, I got a jar full of business cards, but if I don't have an immediate plan of what I'm going to do with those things, all of that front end time and effort was basically a wasted investment. You've just given me a great idea for the next show. So we're good. Nicole, note that you should ask Brad about whatever that is. Um, so a, a successful retreat, aka time away, aka devoted thinking time, you have to have a goal going in. It's a little bit of begin with the end in mind. What's, what's the outcome you're trying to achieve after? That's a goal that you have going in. So there's our, there's our G. Um, the next idea is, I don't know how to do it with an L yet, but Brad, you're going to help me. It's basically then accomplishing and focusing on those things. And I want to say there's a balance between short sprint with a deliverable and um, maybe just leaving some big open time because you don't kind of the opportunity to explore where things go. So I feel like both of I the- You're, looking, balance you're looking for the easy wins. You're looking for the easy wins to gain momentum. Okay, got that. Or the low hanging fruit. Ah, there it is. I agree with that. I absolutely agree. You need to, and I would say even, okay, so what's the other, what's the, you need a little hanging fruit, what's the other thing? And, oh, and we'll do the other L, long-term. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, mm -hmm. two L's, go low. But I think, but I think, I think really look at the low-hanging fruit right off the bat, because yes. otherwise you will regret going on that trip. Agreed. So for this one, I'm just gonna pull this one out. There's a really simple um, grid you can use. When you come up with a bunch of ideas all at once, um, mm -hmm. and the idea, it's uh, impact and effort. Yep. We talk about this a lot. 
So what are the what are the four square? What are the four? So low impact, low effort. That is our low hanging fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Try to draw an apple. There. All right. So there's your low hanging fruit. High an impact. Apple. It's. <laughs> <laughs> your board is awfully blank today, sir. I don't know if you're in a position to speak on the on my on my mini my miniature apple, sir. Here, if 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 I draw it in red, does that make it an apple? It's done. I don't know. <clears throat> I can't wait to see what kind of an apple. Still better. Don't. No. Nope. Oh nope. Hold on. Oh. This? Mm -hmm. uh, now. It's an apple because it's both red and green. Not a tomato. It's an apple, Nicole. Yep. I swear it's an apple. Either way, even if it was a tomato, it would still be low-hanging fruit, probably even lower because tomato plants are lower to the ground. Either way, I win. Um, all there's right, so mine, there's mine. mine. Mine is almost as good. Nice apple. How do you like them apples? Um, right. Okay, what about high impact, low effort? So I think high impact, low effort would be the other one. Um, yep. But... But I don't, I mean, we, we've gone through this before, but I think if you were to just rank it, you go one, the bottom one, two, and then three and four. But, but hit, right. the, hit the low hanging fruit no matter what, because yep. otherwise you never, like, and this is a trap that I get caught in. No. Especially when you're, really? when you're yeah, yeah, right? You come back, you, you, and I typically go for the long-term stuff, instead of the low-hanging fruit, I try to delegate the low-hanging fruit sometimes, and it doesn't work. So what I've learned is I hit the low-hanging fruit, build some momentum, and guess what? It ha ends up giving you the chance to come back and go, okay, you're good to go, right? Like, and you'll do yep. it again and again and again. There are, people, there are people who run their business like this, right? This is the whole mm -hmm. comparison. Oh, totally. It, it's it's uh, hey, to get to the four hour work week, he always talks about momentum, do the simple things first, build on it, build on it, build on it, put in the time early on, and then you just have to manage it for four hours a week. That's the whole premise of it. But yep. you have to do that. And often we get, we, especially if you're a hungry business owner who's trying to do big things, which I know most every business owner is, mm -hmm. they always go for the long, the BHAG first, rather than building the momentum. Yep. And and I'll because tell you right go, now, I have willpower and resilience and everything, which you do, sure, but what you do, sure. But that alone isn't enough. And I think that's important mm -hmm. to note. Um, sidebar on change management, um, John Cotter, he says one of the major reasons that change efforts fail is that they don't design for short-term wins. Yep. Change efforts that only look at the long term and don't design the short-term wins in from the beginning miss that opportunity for momentum. And people are waiting for the change to happen. Well, it's happening, but they're not seeing it or there's no short-term wins been designed in from the beginning. And we're hoping to find them instead of intentionally yep. building them in. So if I do my- The love winning, right? Celebrating your wins. Thank you, which gets love the momentum leadership. going and shows people yep. that things are working. You got it. So if I do both long-term planning and low-hanging fruit, I can do one, two, three. I can do my low impact, low effort for the quick win. Higher, high impact, low effort is number two. And then number three is high impact, high effort. That's the long-term planning. Don't do low impact, high effort. Just don't do those things. Lots of effort, not a lot of impact. Why, like, don't, literally don't bother. That's like a, that's a drop it. That's a quadrant four um, over to Covey. So I've got my goals going in. I come out with both low hanging fruit and long-term planning. 
the long-term priorities, whichever way we want to do it. Let's do that. Long-term priorities. Then what, Brad? Well, this is where this is where then I think um, you really need to build an overview, just like an, a quick overview summary or a one pager of like what your plan is going to be. So when I came back, I mean, and I think I just texted it to you. I didn't even write it out this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you recall that Sunday, Monday, it was like, hey, here's, here's the big things. Here's the yep. small thing. Yep. Go. Love Go. It. Yeah. And then W is the work. Then you just start working. I mean, I, I don't think so. So in order to get your glow, it's pretty simple, right? It is, which is nice. I like it when it comes out simple. <laughs> right. By the way, we just did this on the fly. <laughs> um, so I, okay. So we'll, we'll drop the note here. We had Win. one of the ideas, one of the ideas that came out of our our outcomes. Um, so we have production enhancements. Let's all do uh, let's add uh, content enhancements as well. One of our potential content and engagement, let's do that, engagement. One idea to Im- improve our engagement with our audience is we're gonna do um, like buzzword bingo um, or uh, secret password. Buzzword bingo. I like that? There you go. So um, the idea is between episodes, we're going to ask you, our, our many fans, to um, suggest ideas or words, words or very short phrases, that we have to work into the show. And Brad's going to get a word just before the show goes live, and I'm going to get a word just before the show goes live. And we're not going to know what each other's words are, and we're not going to have time to prepare. But then our goal is to work the word in at some point during the show. Um, and if we do it, we get a point, and if we don't, um, I think there's a dunk tank involved. I'm not sure. We'll oh, we're building a scoreboard. Yeah. Why not? We should. Right? We, should we should keep it. Brad does love scoreboards. It's true. It's true. Brad does love a good scoreboard. Future episode, Nicole. The value of scoreboards. Seriously, that's a. It's a thing. Um, I add I, it to the list. I began to build a single page dashboard. Easy to do. Just like that. <laughs> right there, single page dashboard. I like it. Fantastic. Um, so the idea here, yeah, we said we, we said the post retreat glow, and then we said we should make glow an acronym, and here we are. So um, we uh, we look forward to the challenges that you will throw our way as we uh, work your words into our um, witty banter. So the point here is have a plan going in, because otherwise, without a plan going in, and the plan is on the goal. It's, the plan is to the outcome, not the, even the plan for during. It's a plan for what are, what are we trying to achieve as a result of our time going in? Otherwise, we're at risk of basically just coming up with an excuse to not work, which I think is something that Brad wants to talk about. We'll come to that in just one second. Once I get my, those goals are then the goals, the plans that I work, and that's the retreat agenda, essentially. Take the results, identify long-term priorities, low-hanging fruit create an overview summary of the outcomes. And this is really important because as Brad said, otherwise this there's no transition. Like without the O here, there's no transition from what we did to what during our time away, during our retreat, to us actually getting the thing on the ground and, and moving forward. So this is super critical. And it's a reason that I even suggest, depending on the level of retreat, if you're doing it as a group, assign somebody who's that's their job. They're not a part of the proceedings. They're either the facilitator and or the, the capture person. And their job is just to do that. The value of that is underestimated 
when it comes to maximizing the value of the time you took away. Because if you're a large, if you're even a, let's put it this way, no matter what size of your business, think about the time, that time you're spending away from work, the value of that time at work. You need to multiply what you could have made had you been working. It could be very expensive, especially if you get a team together. A, start with the salaries. B, um, add in whatever those people are producing during that time. And then see the expenses of the of the effort itself. There's an investment. That investment should pay off, and it can pay off if you think about your and come up go with intention, and then mm-hmm. start working the mm-hmm. plan when you come out of it. All right. So, Brad, we're when we do. By the way, this also this, works oh. for your meetings. This also works for your meetings. Like goals going in, why are you having a meeting? I mean, one thing that I'm doing a lot right now, and Nicole can attest to this, is I go, great. She says, we got a meeting come up. And I go, great. What are we going to talk about? Why are we doing it before it even happens? Please. And if there isn't really a clear goal or objective, then it's, do I need to be there? Do do we need to have it? Do we, because I think, and, and I think this will actually happen the more people get back into the office. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing, but you end up just spinning and wasting time having meetings that are just totally, why are we doing this? Yeah. So if you're not asking that question, what is the goal of this? Then you probably should start doing that. So um, future topic, better meeting design. I got a few different ideas mm-hmm. about how we could do that. Um, and, and, and give people simple frameworks that they can use. Um, I, I want to start talking about it now, which tells me it's a good topic. So I'm going to intentionally hold it because then we'll have enough for a show. Um, so Brad, you said you want to talk just a little bit about when the time away is just an excuse to not be working. And I think it's worth yeah. insulating ourselves against that. There's a risk there. Let's, let's mitigate, and minimize that risk. So talk, I want to talk to that for a sec. Um, so I am, I'm a person who, who, if I'm going to go away and go on vacation, I'm all about doing stuff and having fun. Uh, sometimes, though, when people go in with even a plan and an agenda and everything else, and they may do this, the retention or how this works for them on the outcome doesn't happen because of the activities that were put together during. Um, now, I... I think going and spending time and saying, hey, we're going to meet for an hour in the morning. That's great. And then we're going to enjoy the day. That's great. And then we're going to come back the next day. So the, the, the challenge I would state is that if you're going to have a multiple day retreat and you know it's going to be a multiple day thing, make sure that every day is productive. So if it's going to be multiple days, make sure that day one leading into day two, you're not burning everybody out through uh, burning the midnight oil or otherwise um, in, in activities that potentially would make people not feel the greatest the next day. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it that way. That was uh, good. Whatever that means to you. Uh, I, I, think, I think there's a lot to be said for the structure of retreats um, and, and making sure that, or boondoggles, yes, retreats versus boondoggles. Uh, often people go on retreats and it's good to have fun. It's good to do those things, but it's also good to structure it in a way where, and if you're going to do that, make sure that day two starts late enough, right? Or there's a break in the middle of day two for people to recover again. 
right? You got to have plan structure in there for breaks, reprieves, everything else, all of those things we've talked about. Um, and, and often I see people go, Hey, we're going to go, we're going to go on this trip. It's going to be great. People are going to come down. Uh, we're going to put in a day's worth of work and that, or half a day's worth of work. Then we're going to take the afternoon off and the evening off. Everybody has a blast. Day two comes around and everybody shows up and they're just drained as all get up. Um, because it wasn't really structure. And so what ends up happening is day two, day three, day four end up being much less productive and the insights that come out of it. So also knowing who you're going in with and how they will work in those environments is also really important. Um, the really good conferences and live events that you go to structure this way as well, right? They build in those long breaks mm -hmm. somewhere in there in order to ensure that people are getting the mental like recovery time uh, in order to be able to, whatever's coming up is important, they plan it as such. Um, it's it's yep. also part of a tactic to keep, keep people there longer. So putting keynotes at the end, structuring a break right before it so that everybody's coming back refreshed. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different ways to do it, but I think making sure that uh, you don't have a boondoggle I don't even know what a boondoggle would. You had to draw a boondoggle. Exactly, what would it look like? Draw a boondoggle? Oh my. Yeah. Um, well, it would Think be unstructured it. without. Okay. The, the boondoggle would be a bunch of people come together. Like, okay, it would be like something in this neighborhood. So, boondoggle would be like a bunch <laughs> of people come together, right, from all over. This, I guess, would be arrows in and out. Like, people come in, they do something. I don't know what happened. I don't remember much of it. And then I went home. There's, yep. there's your there's your boondoggle. I, I guess I see a lot of corporate retreats end up this way. And I think it goes back to we didn't have a our goal going in wasn't an outcome based goal. Right. Yep. Our goal going in was to yep. we need to get everybody away. OK, yep. why? For what value in response to X or to to, to deliver what Y? Um, there's a short-term benefit only. See also, um, let's buy everybody lunch. Like it, it falls into the same category. I know that's a very different scale, but um, when I see companies, uh, enterprises invest in employee retention strategies, like let's <laughs> buy everybody lunch, or right, let's do the let's you know take off an afternoon uh, early and we'll go get ice cream. I'm not saying that's not a good thing. What I'm saying is that has a short-term benefit. That's a good benefit but it doesn't have a long-term outcome, right? If you look at production, yep. same thing happens with raises, with, with bonuses and raises, right? Production goes, production engagement goes up and then it returns right back to where it was before. Like there's no long-term impact of those types of investments in employee retention and engagement because they're not designed for the long-term. You get the short-term benefit, but that's it. Whereas a retreat is an intentional investment designed for long-term value achieves a long-term value. It's the, the biggest heading in the world here is begin with the end in mind. What am I trying to get out of it? Now, how do I design everything going into it to achieve that outcome? See also experience design. Nicole, will add that one to the list. Experience design is all about designing for the moment after the thing that you can't control. 
but how can we achieve the best possible outcome after by how we design everything going in and through? I think that'd be a fun right. topic to talk through. And if I can get my my friend who's a master practitioner of experience design um, on um, guest note, I think it would be awesome to hear her talk through this and and have her hear her talk about her process. So, Brad, I think we're probably at the point That's where we're at. I think, I think we are. Yeah. And so, so I think putting a bow on it, uh, today we went through, we talked through how to glow up your retreat to maximize the glow for post retreat. <laughs> I like that. Well, glow um, up your retreat. I like that. Come back next week when we uncover more sketchy ideas. Uh, where we're, we're, we're really going to focus on results-based stuff, right? So um, I'm hoping at some point when we get to the point of where we want to get to this year, Michael and I will take some time, unwind it for you, roll it back up to give you a true measure of did we actually hit all the smart goals and timelines that we, we want to hit. Uh, but with that, come back next week. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, uh, email us at info at sketchyideashow.com. If you like this, screen cap it. Screen capture it, share it with friends, tag us in it, let us know what you like, let us know what you hate, give us a good ranking on Apple, all that good stuff, so that we can share these sketchy ideas with more people because we know that just because it's a sketchy idea doesn't mean it's not worth exploring. We'll see you next week. Take care.